Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The series heads towards the winter break, but first it's off to Townsville. So if you have a good Townsville, generally that keeps the motivation up right through to the end of the year. Webb gets a mother of a cash hit. And the wildcards have entered for the Enduros. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Cameron McConville will take over the driver duties of the Gulf Western Oil entry from this weekend in Townsville. Lucas Umbrell saying the decision to relieve Daniel Gaunt from his responsibilities at the team was not an easy one to make. McConville will have one drive in the car before moving back to Walkinshaw performance for the endurance races. Mark Noski and Nathan Pretty have now been announced as the endurance drivers starting at Phillip Island and then on to Bathurst. With the series heading back to Townsville, the championship battle looks set to be an interesting winter break talking point. Courtney, who's leading the series by 57 points and is heading back to a track where he had success on Sunday last year. However, Jamie Wincup was the highest point getter with a win on Saturday and a second placing on Sunday. Jamie Wincup talked about the physicality of the Townsville track. It's the G-force load at Townsville, which is the biggest thing. This big, high, long-loaded corners where... My neck started just to fatigue halfway through the race, which I never experienced at any other track at any other event. So uh, it's physically tough. FPR have been outspoken this week following James Courtney slamming the team in the latest edition of V8X magazine. Winterbottom telling fans that he's ready to sweep the weekend in Townsville and he's happy that there are no soft tyres on offer this weekend to mix up the equation. I'm actually happy the soft tyre's not there because Townsville's hard enough without complicating it with another tyre. Meanwhile, Tim Edwards has rebuffed detractors saying that the team's R&D work has been extensive throughout the season so far and this weekend they'll be running new cool suit systems and engines having further development work on them completed in time to see them what they hope will be back up the front of the field jonathan webb will be running an all-black djr falcon it will have energy drink mother on board as the major sponsor of the number 19 car this will last till the end of the season mother has also been announced as the official energy drink of the v8 supercar series joining a long list of official official partners for V8 Supercars Australia. Fabian Coulthard and Andrew Thompson have spent the week meeting up with their fans and sponsors all over far northern Queensland. The Bundy Red Racing Team sees Townsville as its home event and the drivers this week got to see firsthand how Bundaberg rum is made. Thompson having a link with the region as his great-great-grandfather had a sugarcane plantation in Bundaberg. 
There have been four Fujitsu teams putting their hand up for endurance licenses. Greg Murphy Racing, Matthew White Motorsports, Cedars Racing Team and Adrenaline Motor Racing. Last year, four teams were giving enduro offers, but only three were taken up with Sonic Motorsport pulling out before the Phillip Island race. This year, V8 Supercars Sport will meet on July 15 to decide which of the applicants will be offered positions on the grid. Luke Gilden will return to the Fujitsu Series this weekend with Matthew White Motorsport replacing Ant Peterson. Gilden getting some laps in ahead of his run with FPR at Phillip Island. Marcus Marshall will also be on the track driving a Dick Johnson Racing Fujitsu entry. Interestingly enough... Team Kiwi Racing, who returned to Australian motorsport in the Fujitsu Series this year, will not be at the event. Tim Blanchard is firming as favourite to co-drive the Castrol Racing Commodore with Greg Murphy in September and October, whilst David Russell is continuing his tradition of having birds on the car. The Jayco driver announcing this week that the Portuguese chicken food outlet Nando's will be on board. Hopefully the additional peri-peri will make the car run faster. Not the driver. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Grant Rowley and Peter Norton will join me. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me this week, Grant Rowley from Speed Cafe and Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport. G'day, how are you going? I'm going great. Peter, I uh, hope you can hear me there. Yes, I can. It's uh, great to be back on with the, with the lengthy gaps between the last couple of rounds. It feels like we've already had our mid-season break, so I'm, I'm hoping that Townsville is a ripper to help us to get us through until the, the next rounds later in the year. Well, that's the point, isn't it, Grant, that uh, we've already had a five-week break and a four-week break. This uh, break thing is really disruptive to trying to get any sort of momentum in coverage in a uh, in a bigger national sense. Yeah, look, you're right, but I guess it was kind of forced upon after uh, the uh, Barbagello round in Western Australia got cancelled, which would have uh, fit in between uh, Winton, I believe, and uh, Hidden Valley, correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, that would have meant that we would have had uh, two-week gaps um, between those meetings uh, and then just that three-week gap for, uh, between Hidden Valley and uh, and Townsville, uh, my uh, weary little legs have kind of uh, been happy that we uh, didn't track across to Barbagallo. But look, most of the, you know, sorry, most of the leading teams actually headed to Barbagallo anyway to do uh, uh, ride days for for clients and uh, and bits and pieces like that. So the, uh, the you know the teams have been just as busy anyhow. And that's the thing, isn't it, Peter? When you uh, sign up your sponsors and you make commitments to go to all, all states and territories across the country in the contract. You actually have to turn up, even if the race meeting's not on there. Yeah, that's spot on. There's a very important market over there in Western Australia, and you need to get uh, your celebrities and your product in front of them uh, just to, to make sure that they're feeling the love. 
and, and it's funny with this uh, mid-season break, it's almost getting back to the old days where we had the Australian Touring Car Championship, which uh, sort of wrapped up. Then we had a, a bit of a break before we went to, in those days, Sandown and then to Bathurst for the endurance season. Uh, so I can see some similarities to that. Uh, and really, there will be no excuses for any of the teams. They've had plenty of time to develop some uh, smarter uh, go-fast bits. Everyone will be fresh and recovered unless they injure themselves in their other activities. Um, the, the rounds and remaining this year should be pretty good. And Grant, I guess that was one of the funny things, that uh, so many of the drivers just had stupid little accidents before Hidden Valley. Yeah, that's right. We saw uh, Stephen Johnson and uh, Jason Richards both have uh, minor incidents, I suppose, uh, which didn't uh, keep them out of the driving seat, but, uh, you know, uh, I guess they kind of nearly could have been out of the driving seat with... With some of them, uh, Jason Richards there smashed his head on a on a playground uh, piece of equipment and uh, and broke his nose and also uh, hurt some other uh, vital muscles uh, in and around. So um, you know he was kind of lucky. And and Stephen Johnson only a minor fracture just from a small fall. You know neither of those two guys were doing anything uh, doing anything silly. You certainly hear about other V8 drivers uh, riding motorbikes, um, go karting. Uh, you know, going for uh, flying helicopters here, there, and everywhere, and you know they can escape those um, high risk sort of things. But you know, it's funny how the uh, the simple things can can bring you undone sometimes. Mm. And yeah, surely you'd come up with a more macho excuse than uh, whacking your head on a playground equipment. You'd, you'd, you'd lie and say it was mountain biking. You should have seen how much air I got, and all of those sorts of stories. That's to be better than playground equipment. Yes, well, I'll remember that next time you're telling me why you uh, injured Peter Norton. Yeah, that's right. Guys, uh, it is interesting because one man who is not racing, and it's not because of injury, is the uh, Gulf Western oil driver at the beginning of the year in Daniel Gaunt. And, uh, Grant, uh, interesting to see that Lucas Dumbrell, after trying to go with young guys all around him, he's had to eventually pull the pin and put some experience into the driver's seat. Yes, that's right. It's, I guess it's a uh, it's a bit of a shame for Dan, who um, you know did a uh, did, did a pretty solid job for a rookie uh, down the uh, down the end of the field. And, and when I say rookie, like a, uh, an actual genuine rookie as well, we've done very limited other V8 supercar miles uh, in the past. Uh, only a couple of uh, a, 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 um, a part season in the Fujitsu Championship and. A, a couple of rounds in the main series, I think you might remember a couple of years ago with Team Kiwi. So he had had real limited miles compared to the other rookie who's the best performing rookie is in uh, in Jonathan Webb, who uh, is having a really good standout season. However, he's done uh, many, many, many V8 miles plus a lot of endurance racing as well. So, um, yeah, a fraction disappointing for Dan, however... You know, Lucas is um, he's pretty competitive and uh, he wants his team uh, up the front as soon as possible. He needs to keep the, um, his major sponsor there, Gulf West North, as happy as possible. So he's uh, had to make a, uh, a pretty harsh call. A harsh call for, for Dan, but a, a good call for Cameron McConville, who slots uh, into the role. Mm. And, of course, Peter, interestingly enough, when Cameron decided to call it quits last year, I, I guess he had pictured what he'd be doing in 2010, a little bit different to what 
has eventuated. Uh, of course, not getting a Channel 10 contract for the Formula 1s again this season. Yes, uh, McConville is an interesting one because it's going to test out, in some respects, the, uh, the new rules about who your endurance drivers can or must be. Uh, he's already signed up with HRT, uh, or part of the Walkinshaw uh, group, but um, he's now also the, the number one driver in another team. So can he fill a, a lunchtime drive at Bathurst for another team if he's nominated as a number one driver? I, I don't know how those rules work, uh, but I'm sure that they will shake out something that is it, fair in the circumstances because I don't think that the rules were designed to keep uh, Cameron out of the, the drive that he already had organised. Um, I have to say that in the beginning of the year, a lot of us were surprised that Daniel Gaunt got that drive. Um, it was a, quite a, a gutsy call to go for someone with so little experience. And it's actually kind of a pity because uh, considering his lack of experience, he's actually done a pretty good job. Uh, so it really is a bit tough that, to see that uh, he's going to go back to the drawing board on his career there in some respects. But uh, as you said, uh, it reinvigorates uh, McConville's opportunity, but also other drivers get to have a shot at the endurance races because McConville was already busy. And when you look at the points, Grant, he's certainly not one of the uh, worst runners out there on the field, and there are some fairly um, prestigious names that are right around near him on the uh, championship table, one being the guys who are going to have their home race this weekend, Fabian Coulthard. Yeah, look, that's right. As I was sort of saying before, uh, he is currently running second of the uh, rookies behind Jonathan Webb. Uh, four rookies in this year's championship. Gaunt is uh, currently second in points uh, on that list, and a, uh, a reasonable stat for him, which he'll be able to, um, uh, you know, uh, hold his head up high in regard to, is the fact that he finished every single race, one of only eight drivers to have done that so far this year. Um, so look, while he um, while he didn't set the world on on fire uh, on the racetrack, he um, he certainly made sure that the car was pretty straight. You uh, hardly ever saw it um, buried in a, in a uh, sand trap or uh, upside down on fire in a, in a tyre wall. So uh, you know, I think he did. Um, I think he did it. I guess the best he possibly could. I'm sure he. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't running at 90%. I'm sure he was giving it his all, but. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, not good enough. Mm, I guess the other problem was you didn't see it stuffed in a wall, but you didn't see it too often on the Channel 7 coverage, and uh, Golf West Mall was paying a lot of money to make sure you did see it. So it's an interesting one. We need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. We'll be back with plenty more right after this. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders, where Grant Rowley and Peter Norton join me, Craig Revell. And uh, guys, interestingly enough, the uh, 
You, you say the circus rolls into town, but Townsville has taken something out of Bristol Motor Speedway's uh, book there, Peter, and uh, they have the big convoy into town to uh, get things started. And I think that's kind of appropriate because it, it is quite a big event for Townsville. It, it is something worth getting excited about as the uh, circus rolls into town and uh, part of building the, the excitement and hype of what should be a, an excellent event. Last year they did a, a great job for their first year and there were tiny little uh, things that they needed to fine-tune but they're all things that they could easily fine-tune and uh, I expect that uh, this weekend will be an absolute cracker for the racing but also for the fans that uh, are there just to enjoy a great weekend in a, in a warm and casual atmosphere. Your thoughts on what you're seeing so far in that Townsville uh, atmosphere? Uh, I certainly like the weather. It's a hell of a lot better than down in cold Melbourne town, that's for sure. Uh, shorts and t-shirts at the moment only, and uh, I'm kind of liking that. Um, uh, the, uh, the circuit has had a number of um, minor upgrades. Uh, great little track, as we, uh, as we saw last year. Part, uh, part street race, part street track, part permanent facility. There's been a few uh, minor resurfacings around the uh, around the circuit after it broke up at the end of last year. I think the, uh, the last race on the bill was a Fujitsu series race and uh, the drivers that I've spoken to said that it was um, uh, diabolical and some some points the track had broken up that much. They've, uh, they've uh, fixed that up for this year so uh, we shouldn't see any of those dramas. Uh, you might remember a, uh, a whole bunch of... Uh, Dirt mounds where uh, for spectators uh, last year, which were just uh, dust and dirt. Uh, this year, it's been um, turfed, so uh, expect to see some nice uh, green grass on the hills for for people to stand on. That'll make it a hell of a lot uh, more comfortable for the uh, patrons there, and also a new footbridge uh, over at Turn Five, uh, which should alleviate some of the. Uh, congestion for spectators crossing over the track on the uh, one and only uh, footbridge that they had last year on the main straight. Uh, I remember waiting to jump over the track uh, and the, the uh, queue was just insane. Uh, I think it was at least a, a 15 or 20 minute wait, which is a long time to be sort of uh, stuck in the heat with uh, a whole bunch of Queenslanders. So um, it's uh, hopefully the, uh, the Turn 5 bridge alleviates some of that problem. Well, hopefully you're not in the Speed Cafe when uh, the uh, people start co- coming in who've listened to the show this week and uh, and point you out that uh, they're quite happy to be a uh, FNQ member. That's, uh, that's right. Well, look, I'm a New South Welshman and, uh, you know, we've lost a state of origin, so I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, that's right. Peter, it is interesting because one thing about this track that the drivers did talk a lot about uh, was the G-loadings on their necks getting very tired and uh, and just the physicality of the track because it has been designed from the ground up for V8 supercars more so than probably any other track in the last 20, 30 years. What I like about the track is that it's a street race, but it's really not. Um, it's, a, it's a parkland circuit, so they've had the uh, opportunity to create new roads and uh, design the turns to make it interesting for racing. And uh, it's almost as good as a permanent facility, except that uh, we can't use it uh, for the full year round. But uh, they've designed in uh, good spectator facilities, as Grant was saying. Uh, They've designed in some challenging corners for the drivers. Uh, They've designed in some some speed. Uh, It really is a a pretty good job that they've done up there. And uh, I think it will be a long-term winner. 
because you combine that with the, the enthusiasm that the, the Queenslanders have for this kind of racing, and they come from miles around, and they, they bring a, a real positive, friendly attitude to the thing. Um, more, more events should be of this style. Mm. And Grant, of course, comparing it to the last uh, winter street race that uh, used to be on the V8 Supercar Championship, it has it has certainly got a supporter base up there that's willing to turn up. Do you get the feeling that it's going to increase in numbers this year, or do you think that there is going to be a slight drop because everyone wanted to, to be there for the first one? Uh, look, I guess that's a good question, and I suppose we're going to have to wait for, for the real answer. We're going to have to wait and, and see how it pans out. Um, I've been for a walk up and down the street, and uh, just like last year, the town has really embraced it with flags and uh, paraphernalia everywhere and shops that are dedicated their, you know, dedicated their shop front to uh, their favourite team, their favourite driver, their favourite manufacturer or, you know, whatever. So, you know, that that, uh, that passion is, is absolutely still here. Um, you know, it'll be hard to top last year's, uh, last year's crowd figures, which I think was at 168,000. Uh, that was a very, very impressive effort. And, uh, you know, for such a small facility as well, uh, it, uh, it really, really had a lot of, uh, a lot of people, obviously, and a great buzz. Um, I don't know. To answer your question, I think if they uh, equal or get close to uh, where they were last year, I think we can uh, deem it a success again. Mm. And, of course, it is the rock and race format too there. Peter, uh, do you think anyone's gone up there to see in excess with uh, JD Fortune on the lead vocals? I'm sure there'll be a few people that... Uh the concerts are the highlights and uh, that will get some people in and hopefully they'll fall in love with the V8s while they're there. What do you think of the rock and race format, Grant? Because uh, I know you're going to be rocking it out to the Beach Boys there at uh, the Gold Coast later in the year. Absolutely. I've been uh, reciting some of my uh, Beach Boy lyrics to make sure that I'm uh, on top of the, uh, the words to sing along with those, uh, those old dudes. But um, I think the uh, rock and race format is is uh, is really good and it's proved to be proved to be a success and I think the uh, the more they do it uh, I think the better bands that we'll be able to attract uh, assuming it continues to be a success Adelaide has uh, really pioneered it um, and most of the other circuits have been able to to follow with it Sydney was uh, great last year with Cold Chisel uh, and uh, if you believe the rumours then um, I think it's uh, it's a Bon Jovi who's uh, Who's coming out for uh, for the Sydney race? Is it Bon Jovi? Uh, I thought it was Pink, mate. Oh, well, she might come too, but uh, <laughs> she certainly hasn't been announced just yet. That uh, uh, <laughs> they've got two concerts to uh, to fill for that. So, oh, yeah, look, I, I I really like it. You know, the more people uh, that the sport can target, whether it's through the racing or through music or or uh, you know a a three legged donkey, it doesn't really matter. If more people come through, uh, I think better. All right, now, in all seriousness, Peter, we are seeing a, a, another Fujitsu race, and I thought I'd previewed the Fujitsu race last week, but uh, there's so many more endurance drivers that have been announced with uh, McConville going into the main game, and, and then you've got Yulden, Marcus Marshall, and uh, all these guys getting, uh, David Reynolds, of course, all getting some uh, seat time in the Fujitsu series this weekend. I found it really interesting this year that the Fujitsu series started with a whimper and it was looking like the economy was finally taking its toll on the sport and that the, our second division was really going to be a shadow of its former self. 
And while people have complained about the changes to the endurance driver rules, uh, one of the uh, indirect benefits is the Fujitsu series is alive again. We've got all of these uh, uh, all of these drivers who can't quite get a, a full-time drive in the, in the in the top game. Um, now that they they need to hone their skills ready for the endurance series, it makes sense. And somehow they find money uh, to get out on the track uh, to get some experience. I think it's fabulous. It's going to add some uh, spice to the racing because a lot of these guys are only going to do one or two rounds of the Fujitsu series, which means they're not chasing the championship. They're there for glory. They're going to have a red-hot go, and uh, we can expect some pretty exciting racing. It does make it a little bit tough, though, for the people who are chasing the championship. Uh, they're going to have that real dilemma of, well, do I settle for fifth or seventh just to get points, but then they're not meeting their real obligations to their sponsors trying to get some coverage. So a uh, double-edged sword, but it should be exciting. Grant, what's your thoughts? Um, I can't wait for it. I think it's probably going to be the best racing that we see this weekend. Um, a whole bunch of returning returning stars who uh, not only need to uh, hone their skills, as Peter was saying, but uh, you know perhaps prove a point as well. Um, they've, uh, they've only got... Those guys that you've mentioned have only got contracts for um, for two or maybe three races uh, this year in the main series, and this gives them a great opportunity to uh, showcase, uh, you know, that they've uh, they've still got it and they perhaps deserve to be in the uh, in, in the main series. And look, it's a great place to do it as well with um, concrete walls everywhere. Um, I think uh, you know they don't want to be careful, and uh, you know everyone will be uh, will be going for the win. Um, I can't wait. I reckon we're going to probably see uh, the best Fujitsu racing we've ever seen in amongst probably the best ever uh, top-end heavy Fujitsu field we've ever seen in the uh, in the categories uh, 10 or 11 history. Mm, it is going to be an interesting one. Certainly, uh, if people decide to drive like, uh, um, of course, our good friend Paul Morris drove last year, it's going to be carnage. And, the crowd will love that, I'm sure. Hey, we need to take a break. We'll have to do gas and go after this break, guys, if you can stay with me. This is the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders on the White Flag Lap. We're doing gas and go. Grant Rowley from Speed Cafe and Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport joining us here. And uh, guys, you know the drill. It is five questions, three minutes for gas and go. Brought to you by the latest edition of V8X Magazine, which talks about... HRT being triple eight busters or hoping to be, and so I should start there. Are we going to see triple eight in either Ford or Holden form get beaten by HRT this weekend, Grant? Uh, judging on last uh, last few races' form, uh, absolutely not. Uh, question should be: uh, Is the uh, is the empire coming to an end? Is the uh, evil empire 
crumbling. Has the um, Rebel Alliance taken them out? I don't think you can uh, write off HRT. They don't stay down for long. We've had a couple of weeks for them to regroup. I expect them to be up there at the pointy end. Carl Ryan Lapita has finally got halfway through the season and worked out that Friday's important. Yes, he has. The press release to that effect, but uh, just stressing how important the Friday practice is for uh, newcomers to the to the category. And uh, I, I think that uh, sort of it's a bit of a no-brainer. I think he was just trying to get uh, some some exposure. <laughs> Grant. Uh, yeah, Carl, Carl clearly has a, uh, a little bit to come in the um, main series. Uh, Brad Jones Racing expanding to three cars. Uh, you know, maybe uh, I think he's a better driver than where he's qualifying at the moment. Uh, but, look, he needs to use uh, first practice on Friday and the last lap of the last race to, uh, to continue to build up uh, his uh, skill base and, uh, and press on from there. A more components, more new components at FPR Grant going to help Stephen Richards get a good finish? I guess you'd really hope so. Tenth place at, at Hidden Valley, only his uh, second top ten result for the season. It's been, uh, it's been a bit of a nightmare for him, but uh, you know, I think he's got a bit of a spring in his step back now um, after uh, that, that result. I think he actually came from 22nd something on the grid to uh, to come up there. So um, uh, I think look for an improved performance, but um, Mark Winterbottom is still clearly that uh, that seems main focus. I think some new bits wouldn't hurt because uh, he can't really go much further backwards. All right. Now, interestingly enough, four submissions for the wild cards at the Enduros. Peter, should all four get a Guernsey? Always more than merit, but uh, I think you do just need to filter the list in case some that don't have the resources or the equipment and they'd be a mobile chicane at Bathurst. That's the only hesitation. Otherwise, bring them all on. Grant? Experienced enough to make the right call on who's capable and who's not, and I think if you have a look at that list of four, which includes Greg Murphy Racing, uh, the Cedars Racing Team, the General Motor Racing Team, and... Uh, the other team, which has uh, slipped, I think, uh, if they've got the right drivers and the right cars for it, I think all of those teams will be able to do a reasonable job. Certainly, they won't be threatening the top twenty at any point over any weekend. I don't think, but uh, you know, good experience for them if they can get it. To watch for there, though, is uh, if we look at last year, there was one team from a, a wild card that uh, they struggled all weekend and managed to get a whole lot of TV time because they were in so many troubles. Um, that's not what it's all about. They're there to have a proper go, not just uh, be, uh, be infamous for uh, their, their problems. Mm. OK, and finally, Peter, I'll let you go first. Uh, Jonathan Webb's getting a mother of an energy hit or a mother of a dollar hit, as I said at the top of the show, in his new, uh, in his new sponsorship. And interestingly enough, they're also going to be the official energy drink of V8 Supercars. What's the next official partnership we're going to see in V8 Supercar Racing? Ooh, that one's a tough one. Um, I think we've got most things covered. Um, oh, sunglasses, perhaps. All right, Grant, what's yours? Oh, damn it, I don't have enough time to uh, think about this. I guess uh, maybe, maybe uh, TC will look at... Uh, look at his backyard, figure out what he doesn't have and see if he can uh, get something. Maybe a new boat. Uh, I'm not sure. Mine I'm not was... sure, but uh, look, the, the list of uh, list of uh, partners that they've got is, uh, 
is really incredible, the, the calibre of them anyhow. So, uh, you know, I don't think the sport is, um, is suffering there at all. Watch out for official adult diaper of the V8 Supercar Series. It's coming to an ad very soon. Guys, who's going to win? The uh, Sukrajan. I think I said that right. 400. No, it's not. It's Yeah, it's the Sukrajan 400 up there at Townsville. Grant. Uh, I think we should look for uh, last year's winners, Jamie Winkup and James Courtney, to run at the front. And if I was to mention a wild card, I would say that uh, either of the Jack Daniels racing boys, I've got a feeling in my bones that uh, one of those guys is uh, going to stand up this weekend and, and do something special. A feeling in your bones and also a seat next to Chris Jordan who will smack you over the head if you didn't say that. Peter Norton. Uh, look, for me, uh, I think we have to keep in mind that it was this time last year that James Courtney, I think, turned around his career from being known as uh, uh, erratic and not getting results. Yeah, he won a race last year at Townsville, and I think he can keep it up. He's the one, uh, in my eyes, that will be out in front. Well, my kiss of death is on Will Davison for this weekend. So we'll have to see how it all pans out. Grant, pleasure catching up with you. We can read all your writings over there at Speed Cafe, of course. Thank you. See you racing pigs in Alice. <laughs> and Peter Norton will catch you on Inside Motorsport very soon. Yep, looking forward to it. Thanks, Craig. That's Gas and Go and this week's show. Gas and Go brought to you by V8X Magazine. But as the chicken flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, my thanks to Peter Norton and Greg Wiley. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.